might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you. Along my side, as always, the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. Welcome back to another fine episode of the Dead Air Zone. (laughs) Before I get into that, just so everybody knows, uh, Brian and his lovely missus and the kids are out shopping around and trying to get a home outside of New York. God bless him. That doesn't mean he'll be done with the show. Uh, The way that we do the show and the way we record our audio it's not going to hurt him. He could do it from Germany if he wanted to, CV. He could do it from uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, he could do he, it from S- Sesame he, Street if he, he wanted to. He is a Nazi, after all, just like the left says he was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, great guests. Great guests coming by first. We're going to have Dan Watts, our two-way guy. Uh, and everybody knows the Loaded Mike podcast that he does. Good guy, good guy bad gun book series of course uh just a fantastic guy wealth of knowledge as far as two-way rights and then we're going to be bringing on uh reggie littlejohn she's the main guest coming towards the end and just a really i think an awesome woman it's going to be great to bring her on as well she's the president she's the president of women's rights without frontiers she's gotten pro-life awards Many different groups. She's got a lot to say. We're going to be talking about the CCP and their continued practice of three-child policy. And actually, in between those two guests, sorry, I kind of went off there, uh, Swoop is going to be coming by from Swoop's World, one of the great guests that we actually actually got through the one and only Xander Gibb. And um, that's how the show is going to roll. And I just wanted to recognize to the listeners that we were off last Sunday. Now, I'm I'm not going to beat it over like a dead horse. Hopefully everything is going on without a problem today, but there there is a change on the way. I've actually talked to Lee Elsie about this. We're going to have a date, we're going to have a time. It may stay on Sundays. I don't think so. I think it will be on the weekends. I think it will be a better time slot and I think it's going to help everybody out because I think there'll be people at the studio at that point. And we were sorry about last week, rerunning some of the other clips, but for me to get the guests on and to give you guys fresh topics, I have to make sure that's what's happening. And I, there can't be any dead air time. So if there is, that's the issue. And I, I want I apolog- uh, to apologize for uh, our show to you guys and um, CV. I mean, it's just something that uh, we couldn't control. I noticed that every other segment was dead air. It was like segment one played, segment two didn't play, segment three played, segment four didn't, five played, six didn't, seven played, eight didn't. So it was like half the the show was dead air and there were no commercials. So I don't think anybody was listening to anything. Yeah, nobody was listening. All right. So we'll see. Hopefully you're listening today. Let's get right into it. Top House Republicans are arguing that emails and other evidence show that the National Institute of Allergy and Infections Disease-Funded Gain-of-Function Research at the Wuhan Institute 
of virology and are calling on its director, Anthony Fauci, to explain his repeated sworn testimony to the contrary. Earlier this month, CV, I'm sure you remember Rand Paul requesting Attorney General Merrick Garland to start a criminal investigation of Fauci over his Senate testimony during which he said the National Institutes of Health never funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. The Kentucky Republican said that's a lie. While Fauci insists that the NIH grants did not fund gain-on-function research, Rep. Jim Jordan of Ohio, uh, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, and Rep. James Corner of Kentucky, the top GOP member on the House Oversight Committee, sent a letter to Fauci this week, noting he hadn't responded to a similar June letter from them about testimony in May, and arguing that his July testimony only raised more questions. Jordan and Corner said new emails make this reoccurring testimony even more concerning and show a closer relationship between NIAID and the WIV than previously known. Okay, so, you know, here, here's the big issue for me in this whole thing. I'm glad that Senator Rand Paul, first of all, is pushing the issue. I'm also glad that Jim Jordan is on the bus here, too. What we need is for all the other ranking Republicans to get on this. Because it's not going to happen unless there's enough people pushing for it, and it's not going to happen overnight. This guy, Fauci, is involved with a lot of dirt. He's making a lot of money. He's involved with many committees that he should not be involved with. And what he knows going into the Wuhan Institute in technology and what's been funded, that is also kind of back-scratching Anthony Fauci, the fraud doctor, that he is, needs to be exposed on a wider scale. Unfortunately, CV, the media has painted Anthony Fauci as some sort of soothsaying god to the Mm. rest of uh, uh, the medical world here in the United States when it's anything but that. And um, he's covering up for China. He's covering up for the CCP. He's bought and sold, and he does whatever Joe Biden wants him to do. Yep, there's a handful of good Republicans that are all over this. You know, not just uh, Rand Paul and um, and Jim Jordan, but you also have Matt Gates and Mary yes. uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're all over it. So you know, there are some good Republicans. Let's not not forget them. And no, uh, and Fauci. It's very suspicious character. I, I, I know they say that Barack Obama, under his administration, decided not to fund the, uh, you know, gain-of-function research anymore. Mm-hmm. And, but that, I think, was a public stance. But I think under the table, he was urging Fauci to go ahead and launder... American tax dollars through the NIAID, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is which it's a mouthful, which which is under the heading of NIH, which is the National Institutes plural of health. Anyway, and that they Fauci was going through the back door without proper oversight, as Rand Paul correctly cited, to fund 
the Wuhan Institute of Virology uh, and their research, um, headed by Dr. Ralph Barrick of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And this bat lady, they call her, Dr. Lee Zengli, she, at the Wuhan lab. And let's be clear, gain of function is just another word for bioweapon. It's illegal internationally. So forget about Fauci being guilty of lying to Congress. Uh, Dr. Him and Dr. Barrett and Dr. Xi and everyone involved are war criminals responsible for the deaths of millions and destroying our economy because the Biological Weapons Convention is a legally binding treaty that outlaws biological arms. And it was negotiated in the United Nations and it was signed by all participating nations and it was entered into force on March 26, 1975. So he is a war criminal and everybody involved are war criminals. And the CCP are going to have to pay reparations to the tune of trillions of dollars for destroying not just millions of lives, but our economy as well. And it's amazing. This administration can't get any dirtier with their hands in multiple cookie jars. I'm sure everybody saw that uh, about a week and a half ago, it was the Biden administration that stopped all the investigations going in statewide and in here in New York with Governor Cuomo. So oh, yeah. We were thousands of elderly that died under that wonderful man's guidance when he didn't use the proper facilities that President Trump and the Trump administration gave him. Thank you very much. Right. And I, I still can't believe that that isn't a bigger story. Um, but the fact of the matter is right now, Joe Biden says, we're not looking into it anymore. So Mr. Cuomo, the dirtbag who did all that dirt and broke all those laws is out free. And I'll tell you, he knew this was coming down the pikes. This was planned for a very, very long time. They knew that they were going to rig this election and Cuomo would be fine. That's why he did all this. Make no mistake about it. These politicians know what they're doing. They are complete and absolute monstrosities. This administration right now has this country in a way that I've never, ever seen it before. This is uh, this is Barack O'Jarrett, as you would say, CV, yeah. at the worst of its, uh, its pinnacle right now. And, you know, Anthony Fauci is one way for this Senate and this Congress to gain back control and gain back the uh, the, the trust of the American people. We're seeing right now, and I don't know if you saw this, CV, I was reading just through Breitbart, the people testing positive right now, buying over with COVID, are the people that got the vaccine. <laughs> over two, two times over the people that didn't get the vaccine. So what the hell? Yeah, it's it's it, it's unru it's unruly it, and it's under undermining the American. It turns out that the vaccine are making people more vulnerable. Yes, and, and this 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 uh, Delta variant, which I'm skeptical of it in the first place. Of course, I mean, uh, oh yeah, everybody has to get a flu shot. We're making it mandatory in the government and in our uh, health institutions, and but meanwhile, there's a breakthrough thing called the Delta, which means the the vaccine isn't worth a damn. 
It's not <laughs> worth a damn. There's no Delta. Listen, and if you get the flu vaccination, you know, flus, CV, they come and go. There are different variants of the flu. We understand that. If you get the flu vaccine, you're protected, not necessarily from not getting, but it's going to protect you from the worst of the worst. And that's what this should be doing. The fact that people are getting sick that got the vaccination shows that, first, it's not a vaccine. And second, they're giving you something for some reason that's not working that way. So what is it doing in your body? Think about that. I don't know. But next week, next week, there's going to be an outbreak of something like the Moonbat variant. And the Moonbat variant means that you're going to have to get a shot every three months. And it's only 90% effective. So you're going to have to continue wearing your mask even while you're driving your car alone and walking in the park alone. Is the moon bat variant named after Nancy Pelosi by any chance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How'd you, how did you know that? That's pretty intuitive. <laughs> All right, listen, we're going to come back with topic two. Hopefully you guys are hearing us loud and clear. And uh, I did want to mention, if anything, if anything goes bad today, it's going to be up on freedomondeck.com tonight. So don't worry about it. You can always hear it. Uh, that way, if you miss yes. anything here. All right, um, we're going to be coming back. We've got uh, Dan Watts coming up real soon. But before that, we're going to be talking about the AAPS pushing back against the AMA demand that everybody get vaccinated. And um, I'm not. I don't know about you folks, but I'm not. CV will be back. Freedom on deck, 94.9 News Now. Stimulate. Stimulating talk coming up next with us. We have Dan Wass. He's going to be uh, rocking and rolling with the one and only C.V. Burton and Chet Martin here on FOD. Days after the American Medical Association AMA issued its joint statement in support of COVID-19 mandates for all workers in health and long-term care, the Association of America Physicians and Surgeons issued a rebuttal. Those workers have the right to decline. In a statement, the AMA listed some 58 healthcare organizations from the Academy of Managed Care Pharmacy to the Wound, Ostomy and Continuance Nurses Society that all signed onto the demand that all workers get the jab. The AMA statement made it clear that not personal choice to is not to be considered, sorry, no religious exemptions are to be allowed. That's really screwed up. Everyone in the healthcare industry must get vaccinated. Um, CV, this is going into some really bad waters right now, along with the Biden administration saying that any federal employee uh, needs to get vaccinated, needs to get the jab in order to continue with their employment. And there is an out here, I will say that, but it's ridiculous. They would have to uh, succumb to a test on a weekly basis, oh. which would also be next to impossible to be able to do that. 
And, um, you know, I just I think it's crazy that this is happening and that these mandates are actually being pushed through by the administration themselves. And there should be religious exemption. There should be a right for somebody to say, I cannot get that vaccination constituted as the way that it is. And I can't put it into my body because a lot of the times in these vaccines, they use fetal tissue and they're Christians, they're Jews, and there are Muslims out there that do not want to put a vaccine constituting of that into their the body. This is going to turn into a lot of lawsuits, and it should. And I'm glad that there are groups and organizations standing up against this, CV. Yeah, and it seems like the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons are all against this uh, ma- mandatory vaccinations of all medical personnel. Um, it seems like it was, it seems like it, the, this association was formed just for this purpose. I don't know. I, I didn't look that deeply into it, but there are a great many doctors and nurses who can think with common sense and they can look at the statistics and see that this Chicom virus wasn't as bad as they said it was. Uh, There are a certain population, a a certain swath of the population that are more susceptible to it, like the elderly and, and so forth. Um, And also members of Congress are pushing back, like, you know, led by Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, is a pushing back against Biden, who announced earlier this last week, that every government worker is now mandated to get the jab. But yeah. it's <laughs> it's not going to work. It, we already seen that the vaccines are useless because they're already saying that there's all the all these variants coming through. And I've heard I've heard doctors, I heard this one doctor, I've, I think his name is Dr. Malone. He was on the war room. He invented the uh the the Myrna vaccine. I can't even. I I don't remember the name. The name of it. Okay, that's right. Moderna, Moderna, whatever. Moderna, yes. Yeah, yeah. He invented it, and he said, "It's only intended for the most vulnerable. It's it shouldn't be intended for everybody. In fact, it's it's hurting the herd immunity." Um aspect well, of the I'd, whole thing. I'd have to. I'd have to agree with him there because we see that what they did in Sweden. Um, it's working better than what's going on right now here in the United States because they they actually have herd immunity right now because they haven't been forcing the vaccination on their people. Now, you know, Sweden's got got its own issues. I'm not saying. It yeah, that's a good but, example. But it's just one example of ha- how it, this has been handled in a way that uh, hasn't hurt the people of Sweden and it's be the same uh, way that we're handling it. We should be able to take a look into things like that. But, you know, the thing about it is, CV, and I've tried to stay off social media. I got into it with this one guy. He tried to compare people that don't get the vaccine to f- folks in World War II not blacking out their windows to bomb raids, which I just thought was the most absolute asinine comparison that you could ever have. And um, I got into a back and forth with the guy, and then I just realized, you know, he was just one of those brain-dead hippie liberals that just doesn't think on their feet. 
and can only scream and uh, get angry when you push back with actual facts. And, 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 you know, it's amazing to me when I tell these folks, what about religious exemption? And I'll say, what about Christians? They won't say much. If I say, what about Muslims? Yeah. They either leave the conversation or they just don't, uh, they don't answer back. It's, it's funny when you can use a liberal talking point against the leftists because they, they run away. They absolutely if, run away. When you're having a debate and you ask a pointed question that gets at the core of the debate and they won't answer no matter what, no matter how many times you yep. rephrase it and they don't answer, the debate is over. They lost. So or always, they block you. always when you're in a debate, always try to find the core question, the core question that gets to the heart of it all and ask that question because they will not be able to answer it. And then you can claim victory and walk away pretty uh, confidently. <laughs> But uh, this, you know, if, if this um, if this virus was so contagious, how come Cuomo didn't have to use the the facilities in that in that um, what was that arena called? Well, he should the Javits Center, the Javits he Center, also had and the, the boat. boat hospital right. in Manhattan didn't use it at all, and and, and most all. and most of the ventilators were were sent away unused. So uh, sent, by, sent by President Trump. And then he turns around and he puts uh, COVID patients into because nursing homes. Because it was homes political. Because it was all political. To boost the numbers of deaths. Yes, for Trump. That's why. If you're, if, so, you're, uh, if you're under 55 years old and you get this vaccine and you get a booster shot every three months, you are mentally insane. It's like linking your, your vascular system to the government through an, uh, an IV tube. All right, we're going to come back with Dan Wass, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. 94.9 News Now. Welcome back, everybody. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now. And stimulating talk. Make sure you go over to freedomondeck.com. Check out everything we have to offer for you over there. There's a lot of good contributors on our page. Once in a while, we like to bring this gentleman on, this fine two-way advocate of ours. And some of his articles are actually linked up on the page as well. And it can take you directly to his articles through Ammo Land and elsewhere. And he's just one of our absolute all-time favorite guests. I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Dan Wass. Dan, how are you doing, sir? Hey, Chet, thanks for that great introduction. And if people only knew, we talk off off the air about some pretty cool stuff, too. So We're going <laughs> to do know, that. Sure we... Yeah, good. All right. That sounds good. We're going to do that again. Now, everybody knows, uh, uh, he knows from me in the show that I, I play a lot of uh, Kiss, particularly some Ace Freely here once in a while. I've had Lydia Chris on the program before. So it's kind of, uh, you know, Kiss is celebrated on this show. And they released a biography. Now, I want to ask you about this because you told me off air that you did watch it. And this was through A&A, right? This was A&A. Yes, it was a two-part I think it was a two-part series. I saw the whole thing. See, I disconnected from uh, cable and satellite. I'm all Roku right now, so it's kind of hard for me to even watch stuff like that. 
but I'm on some of these groups uh, throughout social media, and a lot of people are fighting about this, bio- which I think is just ridiculous that, that uh, a biography gets everybody all It's up. on YouTube. <laughs> Let me just let you know, Chet, it's on YouTube in a bunch of different segments, so you might be able to still see okay, it. Okay, okay. You know what? I'll watch that then. Now, my question for you is, the did it did it do an accurate job at portraying who, who KISS was when they started their really big years in the 70s? And from what I understand, it does not feature any commentary from Ace Fraley or Peter Chris. Is that true? Right. Yeah, that's pretty true. They, they, uh, as a matter of fact, there was a little clause written in there that said Ace and Peter declined to be involved in this biography or whatever. Uh, Paul and Gene, I guess they did a pretty good job. You know, of course, they're going to be a little bit biased. Uh, but what, what you come out of learning of after you watch the whole thing, you really come out and start to appreciate Ace Fraley and, and look at him as kind of this really quirky but lovable character you know he, and, and it was it was kind of cool well everything that i remember from um when i was when i was a kid and i really liked kiss i came up and became a kiss fan in the early 90s uh you know it's separation of uh of our years but i was a kid when all that came about and i remember you know not knowing the difference between who bruce Kulick was and he was the lead guitar player uh for most of the time when they didn't wear the makeup Eric Carr, who had passed away pretty much right when I got into Kiss, and and then buying like the makeup albums because I used to get the cassettes in Caldor. They were like buy two for one, and I there was a lot of Kiss and Aerosmith, so I'd get the old Kiss albums and learning who Ace Freely was, and uh, kind of really not knowing, uh, you know, we didn't know all the details on the band's history back then. You really didn't hear much about it unless you were really in the fold. But my father took me to a few KISS conventions that they used to do, and I was able to meet Peter Chris. And during his interviews, when I found out, because they did an interview in front of everybody that was there, all the guests got to ask questions of Peter. And Peter was actually a really nice guy when I met him uh, as well. But he talked about the history. And, and, you know, I didn't know that Ace designed the logo. I didn't know that Ace came up with the uh, smoke effect that came through his guitar and also the light effect he had a guitar that like streamed these lights and obviously he had a chemical uh, problem but really what he did was kind of like um it was pioneering in a way especially being with kiss and i remember hearing him later he said i had to do something because everybody paid attention to gene the most and gene was the was the least talented out of the four of us and he said (laughs) so i had to do something to make it that way and that's that's how he came about with doing all that stuff it's pretty crazy the um the doors that they opened for rock and roll the only thing that bothers me about kiss is first of all i think they've gone a little too long they probably should have wrapped it up a few years ago and I don't, and I know that they own the rights to the makeup and all that, but it's a bad job. They shouldn't have done all that. They should have given the two new guys their own uh, personas. Everybody doesn't know each Kiss guy has a persona that they use. And I realize that's for money's sake. And Paul and Gene did not want to give away, and they own the rights to that makeup. But there's like this like discussion and argument between the fans that really didn't have to be there, Dan. Yeah, yeah, and I know what they were going for. I mean, they were trying to create, and they've always said it, they're, you know, they were trying to create, you know, Disney World where where 
anybody could step into the character yes. and they could just reproduce that character. And I understand that from a marketing perspective, but when you grow up listening to Kiss, you know, that makeup belonged to Ace Frehley and that makeup belonged to Peter Chris and that was it because we took it personal. Right. <laughs> you know, Kiss fans were, were more personal about it. Uh, but but I understand the concept because you could have generations coming up now, new generations, and say, oh, well, Kiss is Kiss, and they don't know anything about the original members to begin with. And then I think the hope was that they would carry that legacy on for generations, even replace themselves. You know, That's Paul what they're talking about now. Yeah. So, that, which so is, I understand it from a marketing perspective. Real true Kiss fans don't really like it. That's the problem. No, and you know if they replace. Well, first of all, I don't like. The, I don't like. The, I think Tommy Thayer is a good guitar player, and I think Eric Singer is probably light years better than Peter Chris. That's not the point. Oh sure. You know, it's not the point. Um, Eric Carr came in. He got his own makeup. Vinnie Vincent got his own makeup, and I, I just don't think it because they had their own makeup. These two guys, they didn't want to do it because they didn't think it would work. Well, that doesn't show much for your band then. It, it says that everybody is – and most people that probably go to the shows, most people, I'm not talking about the diehards, probably go and don't know the difference between Ace Freely and Tommy Thayer, and I get that. So they're not going to really understand all that. But I just think, you know, overall, if Paul and Gene are going to replace themselves now, and I'm hearing they're going to do it with their kids, which would just be absolutely atrocious – you know, yeah. it's just going to defeat everything that Kiss accomplished. And there'll be a complete joke at that point. And I'll have to uh, yeah. admit they're a complete joke if they end up doing that. Well, if they did it, they would have to, they should take people from tribute bands. These are guys who have worked hard to try to That's emulate true. them. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I didn't hear anything about them using their kids. I mean, Gene's son would actually look the part. I mean, he He's like... What is like eight feet tall or something crazy? He's, like he's that. very anyway, tall, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so they, you know, he might look the part, but I don't know that they can you ever get an open that. door like that. People would hate him, like the, the yeah. rock industry, all the bit they would hate them, absolutely hate them. I mean, I don't think yeah. it would be an easy transition either, uh, for the fans. So, let's just let's jump into a few things here, Dan. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about some of these stories that are coming up with uh, one of the leaders, which what they said in this article I'm reading from Breitbart, and I don't really know if uh, how accurate that is, but Enrique Toro uh, with the Proud Boys right now. Now, this story has gone into great detail about what Mr. Enrique Toro did, which would, from what I can find, there's no violence in any of the uh, upstaging that he did at the Capitol on the 6th, he was present, but it's been over, I, I think right now he's been in jail for six, seven months, and nobody has talked to him yet. Do you find that very suspect? They, they haven't been able to get any word in from anyone that was arrested on the 6th of January that was inv involved with the Proud Boys or elsewhere. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, when I think about the what's happening right now in Florida, it's more like a hostage takeover because the, the our Republican representatives aren't even able to get into the building to check out the facility. Yeah, and this is this is not okay. I mean, I think what they've done is they, they're literally taking Capitol Police, moving them into Florida. Into I think this is in Tampa. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're right. You're right. Uh, in Tampa. And they're blocking people from coming in. We don't know what's going on in there. That's not okay. That 
we should be able to have access, or at least our representatives should be able to have access to that building and see what's going on. We don't know if those people are getting tortured or, or what. And, and the whole idea of this thing is ridiculous because these guys didn't do anything. They didn't hurt anybody. And when you look at what happened in, in on January 6th and you compare it to the riots of 2020 where left-wingers were burning down buildings while people were living in them and looting and robbing and and killing cops. I mean, I don't understand how we can even compare the two, but yet the Republican, you know, the the uh, people from January 6th are in prison and the people and the left-wingers from 2020 are running free. So this is not okay and I really hope that we can get we can do something to to bring our uh, you know, justice system back because this isn't okay this is two this is two different completely different levels of uh of justice um in our in our in our country it's it's not okay dan wass he is the author of the good gun bad guy series and loaded mike uh host you know dan that i'm i'm glad you brought that up there's been a media um driving point over the last year that these folks are terrorists. Now, there was a woman, from all intents and purposes, I know that passed away inside the building. Um, from what I understand, she was on, and I don't want to say on our side, but she leaned right. Okay, I'm going to say it that way. And aside from that, they tried to pin on everybody that came there that was a Trump supporter, was against the police, attacking the police, and killed this one particular cop. Well, we found out later that this police officer had a heart attack after January the 6th, and they tried using his life in order to paint us with a broad brush of terrorists. And then yesterday, or it, it possibly could have been on, it, maybe it was on Thursday, when Nancy Pelosi said, well, the police... The p- police in the Capitol, the Capitol Police are heroes. Now, it's such a weird, disingenuous comment because I don't think what she thought or maybe even the Democrats thought when she said this is, why would you only pick out the the Capitol Police as the heroes instead of just saying, our police are heroes? It shows you the disconnect and the narrative that they're trying to push, Dan. Well, a couple of things. You know, they're trying to create this federal policing and if they can do this in tampa if they can override the sheriff with with federal police officers they can do it anywhere yeah and that's what i'm afraid of i i want to see uh desantis push back on this and get them out of there because it's not a good precedence to set you know we don't want that happening in new york city and then in you know, sort of, you know, suburbs, you know, can you imagine if Capitol Police started, you know, swarming all these different, you know, uh, sheriff's departments? Um, That's what the Democrats want, because that way they can have federal control over everybody. Um, And they don't like, I don't think they like the idea of sheriff's departments, because sheriffs are elected um, by the people of their town and their county. So they certainly don't like that. And we're not a police state, at least not yet but it can happen. And, right. it, and I think that's well on their way to what the, you know, when they say defund the police and the Antifa and Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, they get excited and they keep thumping on it. Well, you guys understand that it's not just going to be taken away and filled with something else. It's going to be filled with something else that's worse. 
So, you know, be right. very careful what you wish for. You know, Dan, I wanted to ask you this because we're running a bit on it right now. we got about three or four minutes left. Um, and this is about Ammo Land's page on Facebook. And I haven't even asked you about this yet, but I wanted to ask you right now. I go on to Ammo Land all the time. I love the articles. I love the featured stories. I love to learn about what's coming up for 2A supporters. Every time I go on their page on Facebook, I get a warning before going on the page says saying that this page may be uh, very, it may be geared in violence or and I forgot what the other part is. it's a warning basically that the uh, page has material that could could be violent what do you think about that have you seen that yet uh yes I'm looking at it right now it says are you sure you want to continue the search may include content that's graphic or violent yeah what I don't I can't find anything like that on Amoland's Facebook page how can Facebook put that up without either contacting them or at least looking into it better? How does that happen? There's a lawsuit that President Trump is going to be putting forward against Facebook and Twitter and their CEOs. And I wish I could answer that question because it's not right. It's, it's, it's unconstitutional. It defies the rights of free speech. We know that. The, you know, I, I wish I could answer the question as to how they're getting away with it. And the truth is, I guess the answer is nobody's pushing back on them. They own, they've cornered and, the market. Yeah, they have. And, and they've created a, you know, a monopoly of, of media sort of sort, you know, sort of media. And so what's happening now is, unfortunately, we have to get our resources together and fight back and correct them. And, and I think we will. I, I can't imagine this going on for too much longer. Um, I I, I'm getting my my reach is getting squashed all the time, and and I'm getting posts, you know, um, you know, all sorts of posts shut down on on me. I know. I've seen. I've guy, seen it. You know? I've seen it happen to you. And it's just, you know, on one hand, it, it makes you it makes you mad, and and you you feel violated because your your free speech is getting violated by a private company. Um, on the other hand, it shows us just how bad the Democrats are and how bad the left-wingers are and how anti-American they really are. That, to me, although it's a terrible thing and it's something we have to fight against, it, it, it shows us that we're the good guys. Because anybody who goes against traditional American values, and the Constitution, and Bill of Rights, and this particularly the First Amendment, anybody who goes against that stuff is the bad guy. And, and it's misinformation. When they're saying that Amoland yeah. uh, is promoting violence, that's, that's totally untrue. I've never seen oh, any link totally in any story that they put out there that promotes violence. I, I guess just yeah. because it says gun and ammo, it's violent. Well, because that's what they've been conditioned to, to believe, and they, they condition others to think that. Yeah, guns and ammo are not violent. Guns and ammo save lives. I mean— th- Guns save two and a half, potentially save two and a half million lives per year in oh, America yeah. alone. And so, so guns are a net positive when it comes to life preservation. Um, but they don't see it that way, and they convince people to think otherwise. So um, it's, it's all a lie. We know it's a lie. The, are the, they? The uh, now, is, I want to ask you, because you do write for Amaland. Are the, yeah. the heads at Amaland, are they aware of this yet? 
Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to I talked to one person in particular over at Ampeland, and, and they have um, – they have some things in the works. I just, I, I just want to say, I don't, I don't want to give any information. No, I know, I know. There's, there's something really big coming, um, and I'm going to be part of it okay. uh, from Ammo Land. So if people keep an eye on my articles in particular uh, from Ammo Land, uh, and, and, and keep an eye on Ammo Land because there are other writers there that are going to be taking, uh, going to be involved in this um, new uh, news. Let's say. Okay. Um, it's going to be very interesting. And uh, I think it's going to be some stuff that people were uh, that's going to shock people. And we'll be and we'll be in discussion with you as well. So I'm sure we'll be able to promote that. Um, Dan, thanks for coming on. I'm sorry we did so much kiss that I really wanted to get more into that. Hey, but I could talk about that the whole day. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure that your listeners are happy and then getting the information that they want. As well, absolutely, so. absolutely. Let's keep up with that. I'm glad that they're aware that this is happening. Um, it, cause it's absolute bull. Tell everybody where they go and check you out though, Dan. Oh, um, my web show is loadedmike.com. Loaded Mike, M-I-C, like microphone, loadedmike.com. And, uh, my books can be found at goodgunbadguy.com or goodgunbadguy.net. Dan, thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Yep. Talk to you later. Everybody, that was the one and only Dan Wass. Good Gun, Bad Guy Series 1 through 3, Loaded Mike, the show. You can go check that out as well. We're coming back. A lot more show to go right here on 94.9 News Now and Stimulate. I'm turning around. Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Us here with you at C.D. Burton, Chuck Martin on the radio dial. We're talking about Florida Governor DeSantis. He's announced an executive order banning mask mandates in school. Man, I'll tell you, C.V., I am so jealous of people in Florida with the governor we have and the governor they have and the leadership that they have. It would be wonderful to have somebody that was actually for the people and not for harvesting our information and uh, killing our elderly and aborting our children. I mean, it's really got to be something here. But uh, this story coming out of the blaze, he's he's standing up for his people again. And I think there's a big, big move for this guy in the future, whether Trump runs again or he runs either way. And if it is that Trump runs again, he would be a great guy to stick up there with him as the vice presidential candidate, my man. Yeah. Ron DeSantis is a great America first governor. In this case, he's, yes. Flo he's Florida first. But he was a great congressman, too. He always had President Trump's back. And uh, although he's a little bit younger than me, he, he shares the same birthday with me. So I like him for that. 
But certain states like Florida and Texas, you could almost see them seceding from this kleptocracy regime that is in power now, uh, who are they're holding some 500 political prisoners right now, which is bound to expand over the next little while. So uh, three cheers for it Ron is. DeSantis and Texas for standing up to this this regime. And we um we'll be talking about that a little later. There are it's basically political prisoners right now, and unfortunately, with uh, with these lockups of these patriots, um, nobody can really check on them right now. They we they haven't yep. been seen solitary um, confinement, solitary confinement, and it's just absolutely disgusting what's happening in this country to people that don't deserve it. I mean, there's nothing that these people did deserving of that kind of punishment it's absolutely ludicrous and it you know it just drives me up the wall that that this could be happening here in the united states of america but it is but we're gonna need more people like a ron DeSantis. we're gonna need more people to stand up against this administration that can actually bring bring things into the hallowed halls in order to stick up for the american people because right now we're under attack there's no doubt about that And you have to be aware that when you're under attack, you need good leadership. And if you have good leadership, you can climb out from under that. Listen, we're going to come back. We've got Swoop from Swoop World coming by. My buddy, Keith Lewis. More to talk about here on Freedom Monday. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9. On the line with me right now is one of our all-time favorite regulars, and he is the host of a show and a program called Swoop's World. He's the one and only Mr. Swoop himself, my man, Swoop on the line. What's up, my dude? How you doing, Swoop? I'm doing great, Chet, man. Always happy to be here and, uh, you know... Getting the opportunity to, to, to discuss a few things with you, is, uh, it always makes my day, brother. I always love to bring you on and just chit-chat about this skinny on what's going on in Washington politics. And, you know, we'll hit a couple things outside of the world of politics as well. But I did want to talk about the Biden administration, something that they're bringing forward that is a concern to me. And I want to see uh, about your feelings with it. So Thursday, Joe Biden is expected to announce a mandatory proof of vaccination for federal employees and workers or of those that cannot receive the vaccine will be asked to submit proof of testing on a weekly basis, along with travel restrictions, social distancing and continued masks. Now, the other part of that where the media gets a little trickier is they're starting to put the masks back everywhere. Everybody's being asked to wear the masks again, even those who have gotten the vaccine in our schools and our hospitals and elsewhere. 
and any business that wants to use the mask, which everywhere out here in the Hamptons is every dingbat lunatic business that's run by a uh, liberal, uh, they want to wear these masks. Are you concerned that the government now, and yes, it's federal employees and they have the right to do it, that they're, uh, they're basically mandating a, f- a vaccine on federal employees? Or do you think that's pretty standard and that should happen anyway? Uh, where are your feelings with this whole thing right now? I think there, I think there, there's a lot of mixed messages going on these days. It's not even the, it's not only the federal. I mean, I mean, uh, following what's going on in California too. The, the governor there just did the same thing with state employees, and I know uh, several cities have done that. The same thing with city employees. That's true. And it's really concerning to, to me because, uh, first of all, uh, they send out a lot of mixed messaging. A lot of mixed messaging. They told everybody, you know, get vac- get vaccinated. You don't have to wear the mask. And they're setting the other, and now they're, you know, they, they want to require masks for even vaccinated people. Uh, you're, you're forcing people uh, to, you know, to get vaccinated to save their jobs. Uh, and I know the NFL's got some situations with some guys talking about, yeah, I might have to retire because I'm not going to do this. Um, and you know what? I, you hear so many different things. You know, some people say, oh, you're doing it for, you're doing it for the betterment of everybody else. But I think everybody who really wants to get vaccinated so far has probably gotten vaccinated. And if I want to, you know, if you or I or anybody else wants to take the risk uh, without the vaccination, uh, the people who are vaccinated should have no fear. You know, and that's amongst the people who, who have, haven't been vaccinated. You know, I've heard some very, very, very uh, well-known doctors speak on this. And, 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 and one of the ones I was listening to, is he's pro-vaccination, but he's also pro-truth in advertising. And he says, you know, the government has held back on information, which hasn't allowed him to, to share with his patients all the, the uh, pros and cons that go along with it because they won't release all of the information because they hold back on some of the things because some of the things are, are, are negative, right? Right. And when, you're, when, you're, when you do that, you know, and, and then you want to force your employees to, to get the vaccination, they're leery. I mean, they're leery. The ones that are want to do it are, are, are already have done it. So the ones that you're trying to are, are reach are the ones that are skeptical. And it doesn't make them anti-vaxxers. It makes them concerned about their own health. And they have their own reasons for being concerned about their own health. And a lot of times, good information out there will also encourage certain people to, to go out there and do it. I think we're falling into a situation where there's this big push for government to take over everything. And, 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 you know, you see it with, like you said, the federal employees, you see it with you know, the governors that want to do it with the state employees and you have mayors that want to do it with the city employees. It's everybody's going to be holding to the, the, to the government's wishes. And I don't know where it stops. I don't know what, you know, you could do it with the vaccines this time around they've already proved it could shut the whole country down and shut the whole world down. And then as things start to open back up, they want to flip the script and, and, and put everybody back in uh, that's the, you know, the mask and, and the social distancing and stuff. And we were told if you get the vaccine, you don't have to worry about this stuff. That's what, and, t- and you know, Keith, that's what ticks me off, especially because yeah. they keep moving the goalpost oh, absolutely. constantly, constantly. Absolutely. And, you know, they say, uh, you know, follow the science. You know, there are statistics out there that say if you've been vaccinated, you know, there, there's statistics out there to talk about the, the, the Delta variant. And I heard multiple doctors say 
the Delta variant, yes, it spreads quicker than the first coronavirus we had, but it's less deadly. It's less, you know, it's far less deadly. So yes, a lot of people, a lot more people are going to get it. A lot more people are getting it uh, quicker, but it's less deadly. And then I saw where the government, uh, the White House spokesperson uh, mentioned, uh, you know, uh, uh, measles and chicken pox and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. We don't shut down society for measles and chicken pox. No, we don't. We don't do that. So and we and we didn't force the vaccines on anyone either. Right. Right. You know, it's uh, and a lot, you know they they you know a lot of them are what they call the infant vaccines and 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 booster booster things that most people do with their kids, but you don't have to. You no. know, and and there's uh, some religious groups, be it Christian. Some religious groups and, and, and uh, ethnic minorities, be it Muslim or even, uh, you know, and there's also some sects of Jews that cannot take these vaccines. You can't start to force this down people's throats. And I'm, I'm just wondering if that's coming our way, too, if there's a way to find out. Because uh, there are some people, uh, because of their religious fiber, that cannot go with the vaccination, especially with the type of things that they put in. They develop these things from aborted fetuses. And I, I hate to tell everybody this, but the, it's, it's a pretty well-known fact. And uh, someone from a religious minority or, or a sect in religion that cannot take these vaccines that isn't getting them should not be forced into doing that. And well, and 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 their 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 way around that is saying, well, then you have to be constantly tested every week or something like that. Now, you know, you want to go to work every day and, and go in there and do your job, and you got to get tested every week, and then that and carry these you know carry these results around with you. You know, it's it's. <laughs> so so basically, Swoop, what they're saying is the vaccine doesn't work. If they're saying that people that received the vaccine can still get sick from those who haven't, then the vaccine doesn't work because a vaccine is supposed to take out all variants of the flu. If it's a flu vaccination, it does the very same thing, whether it's one step away from that flu uh, variant or not. So this is the same thing, right? A coronavirus, they've told us, is basically the flu. It's far more deadly to the elderly and those who have bad immune systems. But if you've gotten the vaccine, it shouldn't affect you. And if it does affect you, it's not a vaccine. It's that simple. Well, that's the, that's the problem with, with, with the my understanding with, with, the, with, with their hold back on information. Because the information... Uh, you know, that, that was explained in the, uh, in the thing I was listening to was if you have the vaccine and you're exposed to the, yeah, you may, you may get it. You, it won't affect you. You won't die from it. You, you might, you Correct. might have it and not Correct. know it because, because the vaccine technically protects you from that. So if that's the truth of the matter, why are you, why are you, why are all the scare tactics? Why are, you know, oh, even though you get the vaccine, you got to start wearing the mask again. If, if you have the vaccine, you can't get in groups again. <clears throat> you know what? That's why. A lot of people don't want to get it because he's saying, "What difference does it make if I have it or not?" Because you you have not lightened up on all of these restrictions. You know, you're, you're putting us back on all these restrictions. And there are also people that have medical conditions that can't receive oh, these vaccinations. Yeah. And I don't ever really hear the liberals talking about that. It's almost like they don't care, uh, which is a concern. On um, you know, I just uh, actually it was two nights ago. I was commenting. Back and forth, as we do on social media, and a liberal had compared the blackout of World War II to not getting your vaccination. Uh, the blackout is where you turned all your lights off in case the Germans were coming to bomb us. 
Uh, and I had responded to the gentleman saying that's the most ridiculous uh, comparison that I've ever heard. I mean, it, it's crazy. And he, you know, he came back at me with a bunch of, and, you know, they talk in circles. To think that you could compare a Nazi takeover to a not getting a vaccine just shows you how demented some of these people are, Swoop. I mean, listen, I don't hate people on the left. I want to talk to them just as much as I want to talk with anyone else. But when they go down that type of path, especially when it's being spurred on by more government, uh, it concerns me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the problem with uh, debating with some people. They don't debate. They don't debate, and they can't. You know, you can't. They can't articulate their argument, and then it becomes, uh, you know, name calling and, yeah. and comparisons that don't even line up with what you're discussing. So, uh, you know, they've already set in their ways. They don't want to debate. They don't want to open uh, open discussion. See, the thing is, I don't have an open discussion with anyone. And you know what? If if your if your point makes sense, I'll give it to you. I, you know, you may be able to change my mind on some things, but you won't you know, change my mind telling me, you know, uh, well, you're an idiot or, you know, you're, you're a Nazi or, uh, you know, you're an Uncle Tom, whatever, whatever they throw at you when they can't uh, articulate their argument, it, it will not move the needle anywhere. And that's one of the reasons why we continue to grow apart in this in this country Absolutely. instead of growing together. I would love to, you know, we used to have guests that leaned left and uh, one of them in particular, I'm not going to say his name because he probably wouldn't want me to, first of all. He just stopped coming on the show, not because he was attacked when he came on here. He just stopped coming on because people were pressuring him and saying, why are you going on that show? Even though we would sit and we would have a discussion, 15-minute discussion, you're allowed to put your point out there. And that's the problem with what we have going on right now. And that's the issue that we really have going on right now with this administration, when you have an administration that lies to you on a constant tip, gives you uh, bad info, first of all, and then they really they go as far as to excuse an investigation that was happening with our governor in New York, Governor Cuomo, which we can tie thousands of deaths into his administration and uh, putting the elderly in some of these nursing homes that weren't capable of holding them right now. And we are tying a lot of the, uh, the deaths that came from COVID to that. And Joe Biden gets in front of the world and says, we're dropping the investigation. Now the investigation with Cuomo and administration is gone. And I think that's pathetic because there definitely were bad moves made here. I'm not saying that Governor Cuomo wanted to kill thousands of elderly people. I'm not that demented. But I do think he was playing politics at that time, Swoop. Oh, absolutely. And, and this is this is another thing that you know, really irks me. Um, they will they will stop investigations uh, just because it makes one of theirs look bad. But they will they will push for uh, investigations that have no merit and, right. and, and, and obviously have no merit and spend taxpayers money on committees and investigations and, you know, uh, you know, repeating lies over and over again uh, until it you know makes it within the, uh, you know, the history books. Um, <laughs> nobody, uh, you know, I, I doubt that any person, any governor wanted to kill a bunch of people, but what we, we, we can tell you as a fact that what Cuomo did uh, and, and, and you know, what he did with people in the nursing homes, 
obviously led to a lot of deaths. Yeah. And you know, say, hey, look, I, I, I did the best I can. I made a mistake. You know, whatever you want to say. But the bottom line is, it needs to be investigated. It should have been investigated. Uh, it's pretty obvious to anybody who, who uh, kind of reads through reads through the facts of what, what what went on during that period of time. But you know, they were trying to make him the next uh, presidential candidate. So now that uh, uh, you know, him, and, him him and the porn lawyer, the porn lawyer, they really liked too. <laughs> right? If you remember him. I don't even know. Is he in jail now, Avenatti? Yes, yes, he and is. The thing is, and, the, and the thing is, though, Swoop, um, New York, they opened the Javits Center, and then actually the Trump administration put the floating hospital to dock inside Manhattan that was supposed to be suited for 7,000 patients, and they, ne- they never used these. I mean, that is absolutely insane to me because when, when the administration, the Trump administration is giving you those two things, you should take advantage to it and it, advantage of it. And if you're not, that has to tell me that you weren't taking advantage of it because of the president's name and because of the president's party. And that's wrong. Oh, well, we have so many examples of that. I mean, we have, we've had, uh, I believe it was uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Nancy Pelosi that said they were never, they were never going to take the vaccine. Yes. Good point. Uh, good point. Yeah. Well, because uh, uh, under uh, Trump. Under Trump, but then they all took the same vaccine that uh, he had fast track. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once Biden got president, the vaccine that they they had already okayed, uh, right. that's magically turned, you know, magically out of nowhere. With, with you were, they were able to take it then. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing the politics of the play. It's amazing that uh, so many uh, Americans buy into buy into these things uh you know so, I mean, a lot of times i don't care which party but a lot of times i do stick stick a step back and listen to what's being said and go you know that that just doesn't sound right right you know common sense it is i'm sure we'll be talking about this for another three years it feels like it's not going to go anywhere all right man tell everybody where they go and find the show my man swoop keith lewis Yes, go to SwoopsWorld.com. Uh, you can find it there. It's a SwoopsWorld Facebook page. But if you go to SwoopsWorld.com, you can find the, the Facebook, the Instagram, the uh, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. And all right, everybody, that was Swoop from Swoops World. You go check that out yourself. Fantastic show. We got more show on the way. One more guest at the end of the program. Don't go anywhere. This is Freedom on Deck 94.9. News now. And Back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. So I, I uh, want to get right into it. Facebook Chief Operating Officer, COO, Sheryl Sandberg, floated her desire for the social media giant to be the means by which faith-based communities stream their services and interact with each other. Sandberg made her intentions known during a recent virtual faith summit 
with several religious groups in which she highlighted the critical role Facebook played when communities of faith were unable to gather as a result of the novel CV, coronavirus CV, and the pandemic, according to the Christian Post. What could go wrong? Let's let Facebook control all the postings by our Christian brethren, and nothing bad will happen there. It can only be good. Well, <laughs> as uh, Zuckerberg and Dorsey, the uh, chief executive at Twitter, have testified in front of Congress that they work with government agencies, it seems to me that this move to uh, encourage uh, church co- uh, congregations to do their services uh, on Facebook rather than in person is a move to allow government agencies to spy on on religious congregations because they're actually mad. I've heard that the NSA and the DOJ are actually upset that so many people are leaving Facebook because now they can no longer spy on them. So they're trying to they're trying to win people back. Meanwhile, they they've tried that already. They they've tried to ha- um hold re- religious uh groups together in real time on Facebook, but Facebook was blocking them because they weren't saying the right things about abortion, about the Chicom virus, and so on and so forth. So forth. Let me ask you a question. Would, would Jesus be afraid of the Chicom virus or even the Delta no. variant? Would he, be, would he be first in line to get the vaccine? Why would he? <laughs> yeah, and what's the issue here as far as uh, Christians leaving Facebook? What did they expect? Do they think that when they start promoting and uh, promulgating the idea that your government controls all, that Christ, people of the Christian faith are actually going to stay on the social media. And I'm sure some have, but they're certainly not going to do business there. Um, and, and this is just bad news for, for Christians. I mean, I'm sure the Muslims will have no issue with Facebook. Yeah, And I'm not necessarily saying that tongue-in-cheek. Uh, they probably would have issue. I think that any type of religious following, be it Muslim, Christian, Buddha, uh, you know, if you're a Jew, I mean, why would you want to stay here with a social media giant like this that monitors your faith? I know. It has nothing to do with that. They want to monitor everything. And why even a toddler would know not to play in the neighbor's sandbox when the neighbor's kid is kicking sand in your eyes every time. Why would you stay there? I wouldn't. <laughs> but clearly, you know, some people feel that, uh, you know, getting sand kicked in their face is akin, akin to not giving your blood away to for the government to control. I mean, these are the signs of a very bad time. Yes. Now, I'm not saying these are end of day things here, um, but it does get to be a concern after a while. So I think... Um, I think everybody's got the start of the solution, and that solution is to get this administration out, get the government out of your lives, get them out of your religion, get them out of your blood work, get them out of your doctor's office, and put them where they belong, which is behind those... Behind uh, bars! ...wired fences in in the Capitol, and preferably behind bars, like CB said. That's where I'd like to see 
Um, so listen, we're gonna come back. We got the great guest Reggie Littlejohn on the way. 94.9 News Now. On deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News Radio. Make sure you go check us out at Spotify. Go check us out right on our website, freedomondeck.com. Check out everything we have to offer for you over there. One-stop shop, all the great interviews we do, all the past shows, our contributors on a weekly basis, which is uh, really turned into a home run, is getting people like, like, um, like our good friend Alex Newman on the program, Dan Wass, a lot of these articles that are uh, hard to find, you'll find right on freedomondeck.com. Today's spotlight guest is the founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, an international expert on China's three-child policy, recipient of the National Pro-Life Recognition Award. She was featured in It's a Girl, the authoritative documentary film about genocide in China and India, Reggie Littlejohn. Reggie, thank you for coming on the program today and giving us some of your time. Oh, thank you, Chet. I'm really honored to be here. So I want to ask a real simple question. And we all know that China had a three-child policy. That is still going on. I thought that we were past all that. That is still practiced in China. Okay, so I'm so glad you asked that. China went from a one-child policy to a two-child policy to a three-child policy. Okay. All of these policies are the same in terms of the coercive nature of their enforcement. So the, so the new rule, the three-child policy, is that every couple is allowed to have three children. Yeah. And that what that means is that you have to be part of a couple to have a kid. So single moms are still forcibly aborted in China, as are fourth children. And in the case of the Uyghurs in Xinjiang, where both the Biden and the Trump administration have declared that they are committing genocide, uh, women are, are still routinely forcibly aborted, forcibly sterilized and their babies are subject to infanticide so all of this is continuing under the three-child policy some of the more interesting stuff that i got in uh through I, I i believe it was some of your writings or at least came through an email from you and it was discussing a prenatal test that was being used worldwide on uh, that is sending gene data of pregnant women to the company that developed it with China's military. Now, Reggie, that's happening with this data roundup. And uh, how widespread is this? How much information are they getting over in China? And is this directly linked to the CCP? Oh, okay. So how widespread is it? According to the Reuters report, uh, it, this this test is being used in 50 countries. Mm. So it's not it's not being used in the United States because, in our wisdom, we already declared it to be a, a security risk. But what people need to understand is that even a private com company in China, like this genetic company, there's something called the civil military fusion in China, and what that means is that the Chinese Communist Party can force any civil company, any any regular private business to, to give its information to the Chinese military. And so these women have been taking these tests, these prenatal tests, and they're like genetic tests to see if their baby has Down syndrome or whatever. And what they don't realize is that their that their genetic data 
and even their baby's genetic data is being sent over to China and even to the Chinese military. And so the concern is, number one, this is a huge breach of privacy, you know? Absolutely. Um, then, you know, I mean, that's, that's outrageous. But then number two, Chet, this genetic data can be used to further China's aims. So, so they, they've already said they're trying to develop um, super soldiers. So that's a military use. And then also, you know, with all this stuff about how China, uh, that, that, that the Wuhan lab may have released the coronavirus, they can use this genetic data from women from 50 countries of all ethnicities uh, to try to target bioweapons to certain populations. So a, a, a germ that will, that will kill some people but not Chinese people, for example. Right. That's crazy. It, so, it's, it's totally crazy. And so this so, was this was established as a test that would was trying to uh, you know I guess hide itself in a way to say they were checking for abnormalities and then it gets sent to uh, the government of China so that they can develop uh, a weapon against the same very people that are sending it in. Yeah, I mean I'm I, I'm not saying that they are doing that. I know. I'm saying I'm saying they hey, could. You know they could do that. And, 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 and these women had no idea that their genetic um, data and, and the data of their babies being sent over there, for, you never know what the Chinese military is, is trying to do. I mean, just think of the most evil thing you can, and that's probably what they're doing. So um, we have no idea what they're doing with that data, but it's a, it's, it's a major issue that they have it now. Oh, absolutely. And we've had um, uh, guests on in the past that talked about the uh, organ harvesting that they do with the Falun Gong practitioners and really the barbaric way that the uh, Chinese government treats their own people. And you know, that, that's a, that's a worry too. But um, I worry about this administration with China. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that to pick on Democrats or Joe Biden, but I feel like this administration has been uh, handling China with kid gloves, despite the fact that, uh, you know, there can be some pushback with things like these. Are, are you worried about this administration's uh, cavalier approach towards the CCP at all, Reggie? I would say that, that, um, to, that appeasement diplomacy, which is what they seem to be, you know, in, in that sort of line, it I does agree. not work with China. Okay. It doesn't work. So, China is not like a normal person where if you treat them nicely, they'll treat you nicely. China is like a really horrible person with, you know, that if you treat them nicely, they'll just take advantage. Take advantage. You. you know, and so, so um, one of the things that I'm doing is I am with some others have, am, am heading up an initiative to get the U.S. government um, and to get the U.S. Olympics Committee to either um, – to pressure the International Olympics Committee to either move or boycott the Olympic Games because, as you said, they, they've been horribly abusing their own people. And not only that, they're abusing people all over the world. So you've got these women who, you know, who, who have their genetic data basically in, in, in some ways, I would argue, almost stolen um, and sent to the mil Chinese military. And then you've got the way they unleash the coronavirus all over the world. You've got the way that they are flooding our shores with deadly fentanyl. I have a friend 
who had two sons who died on the same day. This is a couple months ago of fentanyl. Um, you, you know, they've been terrible, terrible. The fentanyl. I'm sorry right. about that. It's horrible. So, so, they, so they just they don't deserve to host the Olympics, the Olympic Games. We need to move them or boycott them. And so we've got um, a website called GenocideGames.org where your listeners can sign a petition to move or boycott the Olympic Games. We have women's rights. Without Frontiers, President Reggie Littlejohn on the line with us. Now, I, you know, Reggie, I w- wanted to bring this up to you. So there's a professional wrestler by the name of John Cena. And I don't know if you know much about professional wrestling, but he had put out a statement a few weeks back um, condemning the Chinese government. In a week's time, he came back with an apology ready for the CC, a pro wrestler. Now, this is what happens in the movies and with television shows and with certain publications where they'll take a stand against the CCP. And then about a couple days in a week, maybe two weeks, you see them groveling uh, and and I'm thinking he probably wasn't groveling for himself. This John Cena is probably doing it because he was asked by either Vince McMahon or the television company to do so. Why are we so worried when it comes to, uh, you know, our, our film industry, Hollywood, television, uh, pro sports, to cater to the Chinese government and to beg them to treat us well? What kind of hold do they have over us? Well, it's one word. It's called greed. Okay? Yeah. So we're vulnerable to them because so many of our companies, you know, either have, have manufacturing in there or in the case of, of different sports, you know, they, 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 they want to be able to play games in China right. um, because they make a lot of money off of that. So just – Two or three days ago, there was a, there was a congressional hearing where the you know the sponsors of these Olympic Games came in and testified about why and, and we're talking about you know like Coca Cola, Intel, um, Airbnb. There's a bunch of sponsors, okay, mm-hmm. and they and they had to answer questions about why they say that they care about human rights, and yet they are sp- sponsoring Olympic Games in one of the greatest you know, human rights abusive countries in the world. And, you know, you listen to them, they dance around the questions and dance around the questions. They never came out with this. No no one there had said, yes, China is committing genocide, okay? But two administrations have said it, Democrat and Republican have said it, and we will not sponsor games, you know, in in a genocidal regime. No one said that. Okay, why? Just your, your question, why? And my answer is, they, I have no doubt that they have operations in China, and they probably have, you know, business plans to expand in China, and it's just worth it to them to do this. So that's my answer to the question. And, you know, with, with the media, I mean, having, having you the president, um, Reggie Littlejohn, uh, and uh, what's the – I'm sorry, what's the group called again, Reggie? You're the Women's pre- Rights Without Frontiers. It's Women's Rights Without Frontiers. Yeah, sorry about that. And okay. we had Mitchell Gerber on with us a few months back, and he he pushes back against the organ harvesting for the Falun Gong practitioners. Right now, I believe Mitchell's in Vietnam. Actually, he's not anywhere close. He's wanted in China. They would like to uh, they would like to arrest or possibly kill him. And these stories are big stories. They should be worried about, especially uh, I would say 
organ harvesting and the wiping out of religious and ethnic minorities. And um, and with the story that you're giving out today right now is obviously a big worry. The media will cover it. Like like you said, Reuters had linked to this story. And with Mitchell's story, I've seen it covered by ABC and a few others. But it doesn't gain traction. The next day it's in the garbage can and people move on. This is something that we're going to look back in history and we're going to find out that we were on the wrong side, Reggie. Not me and you, not me and you, but uh, the media, Hollywood and Washington. Well, I mean, the media, Hollywood, at least the media in Hollywood, um, again, this is a situation where, you know, like, like the advertisers for the media. So you have these corporate advertisers. This is how they make their, the media makes their money. And, and these, these corporate advertisers have operations in China or they sell to China or whatever. And I have no doubt that they put pressure on the media to, you know, to not report these stories or to underreport them. You know what I'm saying? And Hollywood is the same way. Hollywood is like, oh, look, there's 1.4 billion people in China. We've got to get into that market. It'd be so profitable for us. And then so they're just willing to do what people say. We, we, you know, we have to be willing to just sacrifice financially, um, you know, and, and decouple ourselves financially from these Chinese communist monsters. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's one thing I would say about the Trump administration that I was actually really pleased about was he was distancing us from China and he was saying we have to get ourselves in order without them in our back pocket and uh, that's all been reversed unfortunately and it is it's always a double standard you know Reggie Colin Colin Kaepernick who is doing the knee thing over the past few years on National Football League gets a deal from Nike and he says he's taking the knee for humanitarian reasons and anybody that knows that the practices from Nike in China knows that they use forced child labor to make these shoes. It just goes to show you that these people that think or at least try to give you that air that they think um, about these humanitarian issues, they really don't. Because if he did, he wouldn't be getting a deal from Nike. Okay, so right. So what I'm saying is, like like this this congressional hearing it was it was almost surreal because because the congressional representatives would ask very pointed questions like how can you justify supporting the olympics in a country that is currently committing genocide right that's pretty specific right sure. and every one of these guys were like we support human rights human rights are you know the core to our values and here's all the wonderful things that we're doing all over the world to support human rights and they'll talk about all kinds of stuff they're doing all over the world um and and uh, they're not doing anything in china uh but but they, but they, it, it was like two ships passing in the night it was like a non sequitur you could not get you could not engage in a conversation with them they just every time you you, you accuse them of 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 not caring about human rights in China, they will go on about how human rights is the most important thing to them and how they are supporting human rights all over the world and just ignore your question. And that you're absolutely right. And China gets a pass on everything. They get a pass on everything. I know you remember the Paris Climate Accord and and Biden's bringing us back in. China, China had no regulations. Mostly the United States of America, China and India, no regulations from this Paris Climate Accord. And we know for a fact that they're the biggest abusers that there are. So if they're the biggest abusers, how do they get carte blanche from this accord? It's because it's because everyone fears the CCP, I'm afraid. Right. I mean, so c- correct. 
China is, 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 is one of the biggest polluters, possibly the biggest polluter in the world. And I remember when I was living in California reading a statistic that some very large amount of the air pollution in California comes over from China. So this is the thing. China continues to get a free pass by saying that they're a developing nation and it's you know hard for them to control their emissions and everything. Look, they're a developed nation. They need to stop hiding behind being a developing nation. I mean, they, you know, they have some of the most sophisticated military, you know, uh, technology in the world. They, they are, um, they are, they are making a lot of our pharmaceuticals, which is another thing that we need to really look at. I mean, we don't want to be depending on China for, for example, our diabetes medication or whatever else it is, yeah. because they could just shut it off and then we are toast. Um, so, you know, we just and, – and, and believe it or not, they actually make some of our military components. I know they do. I mean, why? And they have yeah. – and they make a lot of the things that that uh, controls our national grid. Yes. These are scary, scary, scary optics. You know, these are – and one day it won't be an optic. It will be them shutting down our grid. If they did that, I don't know what we would do. Yeah. Um, go back to the – you know, go back to the cave era, you know. Well, it, so, it is scary. That that is for sure. Now the you know the movie. So I want to I want everybody to go out and check it out. It's um, it's you're featured in it. It's a girl. Where do they go and check this out? How do they get a hold of the movie? Oh, I think you can um, watch that on on Netflix and possibly even on YouTube. And I I think it's you have to pay like I don't know four dollars or something to watch it. But this is really the authoritative film on on forced abortion and the sex selective abortion of baby girls in China and India. So yeah. the first half of the film is India. The second half of the film is China. And I'm an expert on the one child policy in the China half of the film. Um, but I would also encourage people to go onto my website, women's rights without frontiers.org and click um, a little button. This is in the upper right hand. It's called save a girl and see how we are saving girls. So the, it's a girl film talks about how these girls are being selectively aborted and abandoned. And then my website shows how we are the only organization in the world that has a network on the ground of field workers that are actively saving these baby girls from sexual active abortion, abandonment, or just grinding poverty. Um, so, so we, you know, we we have a save a girl campaign where we have field workers who will actually go to the door of a mother who is being pressured to abort or abandon her girl, or who is just so stressed out that she might have to give her child away. Um, and say congratulations on your baby girl. Girls are as good as boys, which is something they never hear. In, in uh, I'm China. sure they don't. And um, and we will give you a monthly stipend of twenty five dollars a month in yuan in their currency to help you keep your daughter. And with that that funding, um, the the woman, the mother is is able to go back to the husband, go back to his mother in law, and say, um, you know, I can't abort, I can't abandon this baby girl. Look, she's a lucky girl. She is already bringing money into the family. We've saved hundreds of baby girls this way. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. I'm glad you guys are doing God's work for sure. Um, just one more time, give the uh, website. Women's Rights Without Frontiers.org. So that's Women's Rights Without Frontiers.org. Um, I wish I'd given it a shorter name, but. That's all right. Anyway. Hey, sometimes you got to you gotta uh, just go with it and put a little work in there too and we'll be happy to promote you guys and uh get the word out and we'll get you back on next month reggie okay thank you so very much chet it's a delight to talk to you and thank you as well everybody that was 
Reggie Littlejohn, and she is the president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. Go check out the site. Go check out the movie, everything. Like I said, they're doing God's work. It's wonderful. We're going to come back. One more topic to go to wrap the show up, and uh, then everybody's off to the races, all right? Come back. 94.9 News Down, stimulating talk, Fox News. Freedom on deck. Free shot, cooking your pop, the Guinness pot in the cabbage crap. The eye don't want to be patty trapped. We'll call an Irish pub. While I'll be fucked to spit upon the holy boat. The only crack you'll get is a slap in the air. While I'll be fucked to lock and burst your filthy mug. If you draw one more shot, I'll get me beer. The cruel, cruel Thank you for being here with me, myself, C.V. Burton, Brian back next week looking over some houses and, and of course, all the lovely guests. Real quick to get into this one, Georgia is pushing back in spirited motion to dismiss DOJ election integrity law. And um, this is kind of a really sour subject. And since we only have a few minutes left, CV, I'm just going to go right to you. The state of Georgia filed a motion to dismiss the Department of Justice lawsuit aimed at its new much aligned election and integrity law, SB 202, calling the legal action a politicized intrusion in the state of Georgia's constitutional authority to regulate the time, place, and manner of its election. They're trying to say that this uh, curtails blacks and Latinos from voting, which is absolutely ridiculous. We know that's not Mm -hmm. what's happening. But this is also uh, trying to clean up these fraudulent elections that happened, and they clearly want to cheat again. So, opinions. Well, this dystopian government is modeling itself after Venezuela who regularly stole their elections and they would throw people in jail for even questioning the election, just like they're trying to do here. And to me, this all looks like a ploy to make Brad Ratchetberger, secretary of state of Georgia, look like he cares for the integrity of his state's elections. When we all know damn well that he and governor Brian Kemp were complicit in the steal. Uh, the, in the, during the, Georgia presidential primaries, originally set for March 24th, uh, Ratchetberger moved it to May 19th due to the Chicom virus scaredemic. Then he further postponed the primaries to June 9th in time to benefit from his directive to mail absentee ballot applications to all of Georgia's 6.9 million active registered voters, and then some, I'm sure, for the state's June 2020 primary. And that was the dry run, the result of which made me very uneasy because that night I dreamed that Donald Trump would lose the November 3rd election because Biden won handily when he was only regularly getting like 1% during the other primaries. I couldn't have won any other way. Exactly. The, I exactly. went to sleep thinking Trump was uh, getting reelected, and then I woke up that he lost every state <laughs> that he was leading in that was a deciding factor. So, right. wow, it doesn't get more fake than that unless you put WWF on. 
You know, I mean, <laughs> exactly. it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous rigged system. Listen, guys, next week we should be, I think it's going to be this time. If anything changes, go on our social media and I'll communicate with Spotify, out there. Spotify, Spotify as well. And everybody have a fantastic Sunday. Thank you for being here with myself and C.B. Burton. Brian back next week. Everybody have a fantastic day. God bless America.